is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey guys, welcome back to Be You. And if you're a first time listener, I'm so happy you're here with us. Thank you so much for giving us your time. And if you enjoy this episode, like always, we do no advertising. So we'd so appreciate you sharing this with your friends and sharing it on social media. Tag BU Podcast and tag Jill Herman BU and feel free to message the podcast account or me with feedback, with questions, uh, with perhaps ideas for future episodes. And don't forget our text community. So if you text 260-217-4675, you will get texts personally from me through an app that I use. So yes, I'm using an app, but it is coming from me and I see the messages personally that are made in return. And I send messages just a couple times a month and the people who receive them say they really enjoy them. So that's also a place to know what's happening. I have some ideas coming forward about us having some calls together and some other opportunities. And you will always be the first to know if you're in the text community. So let's talk a little bit about worry. So worry and guilt are always hanging around each other, right? Because they are connected. I talked in a previous episode, if you listen to the one about mom guilt, I talked about this and I realized that with what I experienced in this past week, we deserve to have a really quick chat just about worry in general because it plagues so much of us. Where does it come from and what can we do about it? So I want to make sure we're really clear that it's okay that we worry. If you judge yourself while listening to this, it's actually just creating more worry. Because all of that stems from fear, lack, and the opposite of where you want to be in your life. So if you and I become aware that we're doing it, and then we start feeling guilty about it, or we start worrying about it, or we shame ourselves about it, then we're actually, you know, like drinking poison, thinking that it's medicine. So make sure that you give yourself total grace, you realize it's perfectly normal, and not just normal because it's common, like it's it something that it shows up for the most evolved people. Like the coach that I hired, you've heard me reference her many times. She's been a guest on this podcast, Christine Hassler, one of the best coaches in the entire world, years and years and years, decades and decades of experience coaching thousands and thousands of people, you know, featured in all the magazines and on all the shows and and just has this reputation for being one of the best in the world. She just made a post recently about her issues with worry. 
So, you know, this stuff isn't going to go away. What's going to happen is the more aware we become of it and the more awake we are to it. And the more we've learned to love ourselves, we will be aware of it. We will be able to add love to it, like sprinkle it with love or pour love into it or shine a light of love onto it. Meaning, yeah, I do that. I love myself. Not anyway, not in spite of, but I love myself with that. Yeah, I love that part of me that worries because the person who worried was once a child and that need for control protected me. So I get where it comes from. It's not a problem. However, sometimes it becomes a problem. So there's nothing wrong with me. It's just that this worry thing is something for me to look at. This is an invitation. It's another trigger. It's another road sign. It's another flare. You know, it's another signal for us to look inward at what's causing that. Like, yeah, well, what do you mean what's causing it? I'm worried about my kid. No, 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 no. What's underneath that and underneath that and underneath that? What is the fear and the story that we had? Or what is the experience that we had as a child? What is the feeling when I worry about my kid reminding me of physically in my body? Whatever that is, that's what needs to be healed. And then we will probably still worry, but we will catch ourselves very quickly and we'll be able to shift right out of it. We will be able to remember things like, all of us rationally know this, but it's really difficult to live this, what I'm about to say. And that is, this will become our autopilot. You know, we might start to worry and then we'll go, oh, what does that remind me of? Okay, I realized that my inner child, little Jill, you know, needs this or that. Oh, it reminds me of when I was a child, I didn't get this or that. That's all it is. It's okay. I'm feeling it so I can heal it. It's not a problem. So then I can remind myself, If I worry about any situation, one of two outcomes is going to happen. What I'm worrying about is actually going to happen. And I will realize I wasted all that time worrying because I didn't have control anyway. It was going to happen. Or what I'm worrying about won't happen and we'll get through the storm. I'll be on the other side and go, oh, thank God. I'm so glad. And then I'll look back and say, I just wasted so much time and energy worrying when I had no control anyway, and it wasn't going to happen. So either way, realizing I was never in control anyway. I never had control. The worry was serving a purpose. It was giving me something. What was it giving me? It was giving me a sense of control, or it was giving me a distraction, or giving me a sense of purpose, giving me something to sort of hang on to during the storm. Recently, I was in Vegas with my family, and I was really excited to experience driving like supercars on an official racetrack. And although I was excited to do it, and I actually, but the car I drive is kind of like a race car. And I love that. I noticed that as I was driving, the driver in the passenger seat said several times in his Italian accent, I can't really do an Italian accent, but he said, trust, I started to sound Russian. Trust the car. No, (laughs) that's so bad. He said, trust the car. She knows what she's doing. Trust the car. Trust the car. Trust her. Trust her. She knows what she's doing. And I wanted control. And I, it was really difficult for me to let go. It's also a little scary. I can go in like whatever, 110, 150 miles an hour, 120, I don't know, around corners, et cetera, around turns. And I could feel myself sweating. I could feel my adrenaline rushing. I could feel that fight or flight happening. That feeling, that example I just gave you at the track, that's what's happening when you and I are worrying about anything, our kid, our marriage, whatever. It's the same feeling in our body. We just don't realize it. It's reminding us of something when we were a child. And so 
that message from the driver for me is the same message that God, universe, divine spirit, whatever title you give, has for all of us. And that is trust. Trust divinity. It's all happening for you. It may hurt like hell and it is all happening for you. You don't have control anyway. Don't waste your breath. Don't waste your energy. Don't waste your time. If you start to worry a little bit, it's okay. Go back to love. Go back to love. Go back to me. Go back inside of yourself. Remind yourself that you're safe. Remind yourself that something bigger is in control. And trust. I am the kind of person who, if I allow it to happen, if I allow that to show up, I will worry about everything, just like I feel guilty about everything. Remember, they're related. Most people who are worry warts also love guilt. They also love control. Many of us are perfectionists. Why? Because all those things hang out in the same club. I mean, they're like the same thing in different jackets and different masks. So I'm someone who will worry to the point where my husband is 20 minutes late, he's dead. I'm planning his funeral in my mind. Like I can become obsessive with my worrying. And I know many of you cannot relate and I'm glad you can't, but I know a lot of you can. So I'm willing always on this podcast to say what many are not willing to say out loud. I will go first and raise my hand. You are not alone. If you have planned the funeral of your spouse or even your children, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not alone. It's just fear, worry, control, old wounds. It's all that stuff just showing up. Now we want to be careful, right? Because we are not God. So we can't like manifest anything we want whenever we want. Yet we are co-creating with God. And so the more we picture things and obsess over them, we can help to manifest things. So it may not show up the way our fear sort of nightmare is, but it could show up in some way. So be careful of that. Now, I will worry when my child leaves in the car. I will worry that my daughter who lives in another state is going to be, I don't even want to say it out loud, but I worry about her safety. Um, but to the point where I even picture it sometimes and then I have to stop myself. When you get those feelings of worry, whatever it is that your spouse is going to be unfaithful or your child's going to die or you're going to lose your job or, you know, all the things that are going on in the world right now are going to get worse. And, you know, because you didn't choose the vaccine, you won't be able to access your money, right? Those are real fears and worries that many people have right? It's okay to be concerned. But when we go into that worry, that's slipping into another lane. And that's you on the racetrack and picture God or your guardian angel, let's say, sitting next to you saying, don't let go of the wheel, (laughs) right? But let go of the need to control. Let the car do what she knows how to do. You still have to participate. You're a co-creator here. However, the car is programmed for this. We've got you. I've heard many people say, you know, worrying is like praying for what you don't want. And that's so true. Yet I just want to make sure that none of you feel guilty about worrying because I've done that. Isn't that crazy? I worry all the time and then I feel guilty all the time. But then I feel guilty about feeling guilty and I feel guilty about worrying. And then it's just this never ending vicious cycle that just keeps me in this space that keeps me from true love, connection and intimacy. Because when you and I are worrying about everything, let's just take your child, for example. When you are worrying about them, we think that's love. That is not love. That is not love. Now, many of us 
If we love something, we worry about it a lot. So that's why we mesh them together. And we think that means it's love. No, no, no. It's just that we love that person so much that we want to control because we're so afraid that we're going to lose them. So we think that worrying is loving or feeling guilty is good. Feeling guilty makes us feel like we're not a bad person. It gives us some security and control when we can't control. When we're worrying, it makes us feel like a good person because that means we're caring, right? And it also gives us a distraction. It gives us some control. But truly, it's just a complete block to intimacy. Now, when we say intimacy, most of us are thinking like sexual intimacy. Intimacy, you can have intimacy, you know, with a toddler just looking into each other's eyes or just holding each other, right? Intimacy with a friend. I had an intimate moment last night with a new friend. I had this amazing, amazing new friend. Her name is Doreen, but in the dinner we had last night, she revealed to me that her real name is Abna. She's from Ghana. I always thought it was strange that she was named Doreen. And I asked her that when I first met her, but where she lives, that's actually very common. But anyway, her name is Abna and she's a dentist and she just has the most amazing story. And she shared about her life. She shared a very, 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 had a very vulnerable, transparent share with me. And we were just getting to know each other about her sister who uh, worked for the UN in Africa and was kidnapped and murdered just three years ago. And she shared so much about her life. And then she said, okay, now tell me about you. I want to hear your story. How many siblings do you have? Where are you from? Tell me about Jill. And so I shared something very, very personal with her that I attempted suicide when I was 16 years old and that I moved seven times, you know, living in the same town. And that I, when I was a junior in high school, my older brother, who's 10 years older, and his wife scooped me up and basically took me from my parents because my parents were so off in their own world and so not parenting and not taking care of me at all. And so I shared that with her and she reached across the table and she basically reached for my hand and I held her hand and we just looked in each other's eyes and she said, oh, Jill, I'm so sorry. And that was an intimate moment with someone I barely know. So blocks to intimacy, right? Blocks to opening our heart fully to people, especially to people we love, even our own spouse, our own children. We don't even realize it. We, we may be in love and we think we have a great relationship, but, but we may be blocking full intimacy and connection through worry, trying to, to control outcomes of the lives of others. Like worrying, like Preston Smile said on a previous episode, if you listen, he's like, you know, if my children, God forbid, as we say, ever get into a horrible accident, he's like, I can't control that. That is their soul path. It's so hard for us, especially as mothers, to go there. But what if we could? That is my goal. I am not there. I'm not. Happy to admit it here. I've made so much progress, but I am so far from this. I was just having my final coaching call with Christine yesterday after a year of coaching together, and I was laughing with her. I'm like, how is it that all the work I've done in and on myself in this last year, we are having this conversation? She's like, well, welcome to... The human experience, (laughs) it's just the way it is. She herself was just facing her own fears about motherhood as she's becoming a mother for the first time in her 40s. And it just reminded me that we're all on a very, very similar path. We just have, you know, a different speed and we have different lessons to learn and different things that we come up against, but we're all on this journey together. And all of us are coming up against 
worry and guilt and shame and fear every single day. You're not by yourself. Think about the people who you admire in your life or just people who you see out in the world, either on or off social media. Just remember that they also are having a very human experience. We put people on pedestals and we put them in a special category. They also freak out and worry and plan the funeral of someone they love in their head in 30 seconds when someone's late. Have you ever had someone share, let's say, a tweet or something on social media and you're like, oh my God, I thought it was the only one who thought that. That happens to me regularly because also because I have that story. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. But even if you don't have that story, I know that's happened to you where you're like, oh my gosh, I say that. Or someone invents something. You're like, I thought that would be a good idea. I remember saying to my friend that that would be a good idea. That's a reminder that you are not, not just not alone. Your thoughts, your fears are extremely common. The people you admire who are so successful and they have this amazing life, you think they also have this stuff going on in their heads. And as we've said before, the only difference is that some people learn to wake up to it, learn to do the work it takes to recognize where it comes from and then experience it less. And other people live in that, like they're swimming in a pool of their own worry and guilt and drowning and suffocating in it, wearing it as a badge of honor letting it become their identity. Other people, and this is where I hope, I'm hoping everyone on this podcast in this community is going, other people choose to get out of that pool. They climb the ladder and get out. And they say, okay, I get it. Where does that come from? Let me look into that. Let me shine love on that. Give myself grace. Know that I'm not alone, but also do what it takes to not have that show up all the time. Less often and less often and less often. And that's how I would describe my path. And that's how I would describe the path to peace and freedom. Some people or most people probably have gotten there way faster than me. That's okay. I'm ahead of some of you. That's okay. So this week, I spent a lot of time, admittedly, worrying about some things with one of my kids. And today I realized, oh, it's all good. And that's what prompted this podcast episode. I realized it's so insane. I can't believe I knew it, but I forgot it. And that is, I didn't need to worry at all. I had no control anyway. It was either going to happen or it wasn't going to happen. And I happen to be on the side right now of saying, oh, I didn't even need to worry. Everything turned out great. And I've also many times been on the other side like you where shit, it happened and I didn't need to worry because it was going to happen anyway. I had no control anyway. So I hope this was helpful to you as you go into your week. Happy Monday. Just know that I may not know you personally, but I love you. You are seen. I am witnessing you in all your glory. You have everything you need to have the life that you deserve everything that you need to have the life that you deserve. You may not see those things until you look inside, but trust me, you have them. Don't forget to breathe, love yourself, and surrender. Surrender.